0: You are now listening to the Dad Rules Podcast with your host, Mario E.
1: Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Dad Rules Podcast, where we help you dad better. I'm one of your hosts, Mario E. And kid, what's going on? Not much. Glad to be here. What we got today? All right. So today's topic is no man is an island. I know we probably all heard that statement before. But we're just going to be talking about that today as far as, you know, everyone at some point in time, they need some type of help. One of the first things I think about when I think about this is I can't remember which one of my kids it was. And I know I've seen other kids do this, but um, all kids reach a certain age. Most of the time it's probably around about three or four years old when you're trying to help them. And they say, I got it. I got it. I can do it. You know, I think it was probably both of my kids. They probably were at that age where, you know, you're doing everything for them from birth up until around that three or four range or and so, maybe even help. two, you know? And they're like, I got it, I can do it, I can do it, you know? And it's so fun to see as a as a dad, to see that because, you know, like, oh, wow, they're gaining their independence now. They wanna do things on their own and not just, you know, rely on me and they wanna learn and explore and that's great. Um, but a lot of times, you know, even into adulthood, Sometimes, you know, and it's great to be independent, you know, being independent in certain situations definitely has its benefits, but we can't neglect the fact that we all need some type of help sometimes, Mm -hmm. you know, whether that's help with, you know, uh, you know, someone may help you with a business venture with an idea, somebody might help you with some money, you know, you may be going through a situation and you may need to get some professional help, you know, that's all help and we can't turn those things away just because, you know, you know, I'm the man or I'm the woman or I'm the, you know, I got this under control. I, 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 me, me, me. we can't do that. You know, at some point we have to realize that, you know, it's, it's better in, instead of struggling alone, it's, it's better to just, you know, kind of just get some help with certain things, right? Yeah. And there's nothing, it's nothing, nothing, nothing at all wrong with that. Um, every successful person will tell you that on their journey to this level of success, they got helped by someone.
0: Yes. Somebody
1: maybe, had, had maybe gave them an encouraging word or someone was able to kind of you know help them with an interview or help give them some type of game to where they were able to take it from one level to the next level. Every successful person will tell you that. It doesn't matter what field or genre that that person is in, Every successful person will tell you that they received some type of help. You can't do everything alone, you know? And if you try, you're gonna end up failing, unfortunately. You know, and you know, that's one of the things that, you know, and it's it's definitely a a delicate balance, right? It's, you know, you don't want your kids to be so reliant on everything from everybody. You know, but you don't want them to be too independent where they're just like turning off, you know, help from people. You know, it's a very, very delicate balance. But uh you know, those were the first things I thought about, you know, when I think about that topic. What do you think about? I think it's so funny that you said that about like needing other people because like
0: I remember like when me and my wife got married <clears throat> and I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's something with the sisters or not, but it's like, she was raised to be an independent woman. Mm. And it's a certain amount of pride that the sisters have when it comes to, you know, being independent, you know? Yeah. And I think, man, I think about it. and That's why it made me laugh so much because like that's something that we went through a lot when we first got married because she, like I had my apartment which I had a roommate This her first place that she had got. She had a roommate with her and then her roommate ended up, I think she was like ready to get married or something. And then she had to get a place um, of her own, you know, before we got married or whatever. So she's in there, she's paying all the bills by herself and all that. So, you know, when we get together and, you know, When you early, man, I mean, we were two broke college kids getting married, man, for real. So, you know, we didn't have the money like that. And, you know, sometimes bills can get a little tough. Things can get a little tight. And my wife, for whatever reason, it was like she still was in that mode where she didn't want no help. You know, Mm. and I, I had we had to have several conversations like, honey, look, we in this together. We're a team. Yeah. you know if I don't have it, we're going to go through this together
1: <laughs> yeah. and
0: everything's going to be okay. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So I think it's something like that. And it's like your kids do when they get that four years old. Cause Jonah's like four, Jonah's four now. And he's at that point where he, I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. Yeah. And he does yeah. good with a lot of things, but they're still not that good <laughs> at being independent yet. So right. it's like, okay, buddy, you make them think like, okay, you got it, and but you still like watching them real close just in case he right. drop it or whatever. You got, whatever. To. You got um, to. It's just been, I, I love it, man. I, I love, I absolutely love being a dad. That's why I'm glad we got this podcast, because it's something I'm really passionate about, because that just put a smile on my face of just him wanting to do stuff by himself, and I'm like, dude, chill out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I thought of something else Uh when I thought about a man, would you say no man is an island? Yes. When I thought about that, I thought about in a sense of relationships, right? hmm And I know sometime in, in life, we'll go through so much with people. And then we get to a point, I know I got to a point in life where I felt like I had people figured out. And you get to a point where it's like, I know who I know. And if you get too close or you get too attached to people, you're going to get hurt Mm -hmm. or they're going to disappoint you. And then you start, you go, I went through a phase of bringing myself where it's just me. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You know, me and you, we always remain close, but in other relationships or other friendships or whatever that I had, it seemed like if something didn't go right, I was just like, man, look, cutting everything off, cutting you off, cutting you off, cutting you off. And then you just, you get to a point where you just pretty much by yourself. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to say like it was any depression or anything like that, because I don't really feel like it affected me like that until I did open that bridge back up with, people that were really good friends but things just may have fell off a little bit mm-hmm. okay and when i was able to go back around them it was like they were able to and this is like different sets of friends they were able to breathe life into me cuz it was just refreshing to go back to them and just like oh you still the same you know because mm-hmm. we haven't talked that that doesn't mean that we're not tight or that doesn't mean that you had a beef with me or anything like that. We just, we kind of separated a little bit. We kind of grew apart. Mm-hmm. You know, it's no hard feelings. You still my, you still my guy. Yeah. And I still love you, you know what I'm saying? And I feel like, gotcha. I think as, as, as dad sometimes I think some are like overly social. I think some guys need to spend some more time with your family and maybe stop hanging out so much. But I think on the other side of it, it is guys that's more like me that I am all about family and I do need to go out some and and spend some time with some other males and stuff like that. Um, I spent a lot of time with my dad, you know, my brother, um, nephews, stuff like that. But I got to a point where I really wasn't spending a lot of time or any time with my friends that I've had in the past. And like, you know, in life, you, you get different elevations, you get job promotions and stuff like that, and you are who you are at work and you are who you are in other settings and you are that person and that's who you are. But then when people can, when you can reach people that are in your past that you grew up with and things of that nature and they look at you like, oh, that's kid. That's not... Mr. Kid, Mm -hmm. you get what I'm saying? Just like with you, it's like, that's Mario, that's not the executive Mario. You know what I'm saying? Where You can have that common ground and just just be yourself. Not that you're acting like you're not, it's not like you're being fake anywhere else, but you know, you have to be professional in a lot of the places that you go, but when you can get somewhere, you can kind of let your hair down and just be yourself and you kinda can go back to maybe like your childhood and just get that good feeling of, you know, before you had responsibilities and you just were hanging out with your friends. Mm -hmm. It's a really good feeling. Yeah. And I think, you know, I talked about this before too, and I've gotten so much better about making friends in my adulthood making new friends. Yeah. You know, making new friends in your 30s and up cuz it, it becomes different. Yeah. It becomes different. It's a different way. Like back then you made friends because you know y'all were in the same neighborhood or, or y'all went to the same church or yeah. you went to in the same classroom. Yeah. yeah, or you played on the same basketball or football team together. That's that's why you became friends. But when you become when you're in your 30s, you just don't become friends with people because you work with them. Right. You, you go to work with people that you don't like. Yeah. You know, y'all got to have a connection on the job for us to go hang out outside the job. You right. know what I'm saying? So I think that's important. And I've learned over the years to when people reach out and they offer friendship, take it. And don't, don't avoid it or get away from it until somebody shows you that they're not, they're not, don't don't shove people away until they show you that they don't deserve your friendship. Right. You know, give them that opportunity. I hate to say it like this, but give them that opportunity to mess up. Right? <laughs> like, don't just cut them off before they mess up. Let them mess yeah. up. Yeah. They deserve a chance to mess up. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I picked up some good friendships, you know, with, I got a group of guys now that, like, we're hanging out and stuff, and you know, our, our boys are the same age and it's it's just cool, man. It's refreshing and it really lets you know like still good people out here, man. It's still good people out here. Just it's not the good people are not the people that you met. They don't necessarily have to be the people that you met when you were a child. You know, what right. I'm you don't have to know people your whole life for them to be good people in your lives and really want the best for you. Um I thought about that, man, a lot. And I thought about too, when you were talking about reaching out and needing people and like, I'm the person that can speak on this cause I've been through it, but like, you know, you know, Tim, he went through the recruiting process and, you know, I was very active in his uh, recruiting process. You know, I made the phone calls. I sent the emails. I took him on visits. I took him to camps. I went all over, man. And Mm -hmm. the funny thing is, it's like, and I'm just gonna say it because it's true. It's like the closer you are at home, it's like the more stingy people are with information. And it's the more that they don't wanna band together and really work with each other and say, hey, let's all figure this thing out. I didn't have anybody around me like that. I felt like everybody that was around, in the recruiting process that we really could have worked and really got everybody scholarships. I felt like they wanted to be the most popular person in the community. They wanted their kid to be the most successful or the superstar in the community. And man, that's just terrible. It's terrible. And so that, that gives you like, that makes you defensive. Cause it's like, once you start getting information, then you start holding it in because nobody's sharing anything with you. Mm -hmm. And I went through that for years of learning stuff and not saying anything to anybody because of how I was treated or how we were treated amongst other players' parents. And it wasn't until I found myself in Boston, Massachusetts at a camp and we were there and I'm still like, you gotta be the better, best person here. And, you know, we don't share information with nobody. Nobody shares information with us. We out here getting it by ourselves, putting myself, putting us on an aisle Mm -hmm. until I met a guy and the guy said, man, he's a heck of an athlete. He was a parent of another kid. Son had several offers. His son had several offers, and Tim didn't have any offers at that time. And he said, Man, I want y'all to come with us, man. I want y'all to start going on visits with us. I want y'all to start, I want them to go play ball together. He said, My son said he wanna play college ball with your with your nephew. And this guy started giving us phone numbers for other coaches, and he helped us through the process. And to this day, man. Um, I'm grateful. I'm grateful to him. And he was really the one that changed my mind about holding information and not helping others. Mm. Mind you, I'm in my late, I'm probably in my mid-20s right then. During this time period, I'm probably in like my mid-20s. And um, this guy just really showed me that like, we all can achieve. We don't have to hold anything back from each other. Yeah. Let's work together and get this thing done. So, and I'm glad that he, I was able to meet him and see him early in the process. Tim was probably like still in the ninth grade when I met this guy. Okay. So we was able to go to 10th, 11th and 12th. And, and I came home with a new mindset. Was like, no, I'm going to help people. He helped me and that's what he told me. He said, I help, he said, I'm helping you. I said, man, what do I need to do to to thank you, man? Like you giving us phone numbers and stuff like that. And actually one of these phone numbers led to his first offer, you know, it was months later. It was probably about almost a year later but he taught me the process of how to get scholarships. So when I came back home, I changed my mindset and he said, he said, what he told me, he said, um, he said, I helped you. And he said, I said, well, what do I need to do to, for you, man? Are you doing all this for us. He said, you just help somebody else. And like, mm-hmm. after yeah. that, for for years, you know, I was helping other kids get scholarships. If anybody comes to me now, if anybody messages me now, if you got a kid that's playing football or son that's playing football or anything like that, and you need some help. I'd be willing to help you. This is anybody listening. Um, But that taught me a lesson right then was like, what is for you is for you. Right. Nobody can take that away. So it's no need to be stingy, there's no need to be scary. There's no need to not try and help anybody. Help everybody that you can. Everything is gonna be all right. No man is an island. Yeah. Stop trying to do everything by yourself. And that's what I was doing. I was trying to do everything by myself. And I think if I had kept that mindset of just trying to do everything in recruiting by myself and not getting help from anybody, not asking any questions from anybody, I don't think we would have had the success that we had. Yeah. And it was was so funny because later on we would go to camps and stuff like that, and I would talk to other dads, well – I wasn't Tim's dad, but I was the uncle. And I would talk to other players' dads. Like, we were at big camps. Like, we were at the Rivals 250 camp, where it's top players in the country down there. Yeah. And I'm talking to one of the guys. I'm like, man, uh, y'all got any offers and stuff? Like, just trying to talk and, you know, exchange numbers and stuff like that, because that's what we did. And the guy, man, he was, like, so defensive, man. Like, trying to turn his back and not wanting to tell me nothing. And I just kind of... <laughs> At that moment, I said, no, this wasn't me. This yeah. wasn't me. And I was like, yeah, that was you. Yeah. That was you. And I felt like God made me see myself <laughs> in that guy. And I, and I said, man, and when I saw that guy and he was acting like that, and he was just acting like his son was just so good, and I was just like, you don't get it. I said, even if your son is good, it's like us working together, he could be great, but you don't get it. Yeah. And, and 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 from that moment, I could have helped that guy more. And I just said, "Man, you don't, you don't have the right attitude." And I walked away and left him alone.
1: And yeah. it's it's enough success out here for all of us to be to yeah. have a good portion it, of it. You know, so it
0: is, man, it is,
1: it is. You don't have like, to be stingy with the information or stingy with what your knowledge is about something. I guess like coming up, it was like everybody
0: like from a local level is like, everybody's trying to beat out everybody because they, I guess they feel like that if a big school comes here, they're only going to pick one person. And I'm like, no, if all of us are good, they're going to offer all of us. They don't, they don't not offer you because, oh, I already offered him. No, if they don't offer you, then they don't think that you're the caliber player to be on their team. Yeah. And once I got that, I was like, who's good is good. Let's help everybody. Yeah. And it's like, it's so crazy, man. People, and that's another thing. And I've, I've talked, I don't know if I've talked about this or not, but like Robert Kiyosaki, I think he was talking, he was like, um, he said, it just, it just amazes me that people that are having, money issues or struggling and they don't know what to do. And he said, they'll sit at the same dinner table with me and won't ask me any advice on how to become a millionaire. Mm. And I just thought that was so, it it was just so crazy. Yeah. That you can sit down at the table with somebody and not ask them for advice. And you know that that's what you want to do. And this person is doing it. And you won't sit down and ask him. he was like, I don't offer advice. If you ask, then I'll give it to you. But if you don't ask, why should I give it to you? And I was like, man, that's so true. Yeah, We have people that are where we want to be. And we keep ourselves on that island. Man, y'all better get the boat out. <laughs> to get that boat out. Yeah, for <laughs> and real. yourself over to that other island, man. Sure. And make some connections and start networking with people, man. But that was a life lesson, man. I thank God that I, I learned. I yeah. learned it early in life. Well, it could have been earlier, but I mean, you just I guess in sports, man, you just so competitive that it's like. You, you just get so focused on competing everybody on the local level, and it's like, y'all y'all do know that it's a big world out here. We don't have to compete against each other. We need to be competing about... uh, We should be competing against the kids in Texas and the ones in California and Florida. That's what we should be competing against. Right. Let's work out together and become better. You know. You got anything else?
1: No, no. Just what you said about uh, networks. You know, I I was kind of going there, but I was just thinking about in your example, you know, you know, let's say if I'm a recruiter and you, you tell me if this is right or wrong or right or wrong. Right. Um, you know, again, going back to no man is an island. These recruiters have networks and they talk to other recruiters. I'm, I guarantee you they do. Right. Yeah. So you may have a situation where, you know, you're talking about how sometimes a parent may say, well, you know, this recruiter is going to come around and they're not going to recruit, you know, more than one player from you know this area well okay so let's say uh you know let's say you I got a son you got a son let's say they were both the same age let's say my son was a quarterback and your son is a quarterback and they're both the same age playing at different high schools or whatever in the area you know I might not be willing to share information with you and you may not be willing to share with me and you know I got the I got to a number of this contact at some big school or whatever but you know, here's the thing again, saying the same, some of the same things you were saying. What's for you is for you. What's for my son is for my son. What's for your son is your son. And, you know, I also believe that, you know, uh, in a situation like that, um, a recruiter may see, like, hey, I already got my recruit right here. I'm recruiting this kid, you know, but I got a friend who lives in the Midwest and they may be looking for a quarterback over there i'm gonna send him that number you know i'm not gonna i might not send to someone that might be in a rival you know conference or whatever yeah i might i know some people other places that might say hey you might want to take a look at this kid you know we're we're full on this position right now and you know hey this this could be a help you know for you it's all about your network you know even those recruiters have networks so yeah. why shouldn't parents have their own networks right Right, and like I said, I mean, not not to say that I would give a number
0: to a kid that I you you gotta have the athletic ability. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I got it because it's this credibility thing that you're dealing with. Is like I can't. I got this man's number. I can't just give him your number, man, and and he's not gonna be into you. I can't just you can't do that. But. I mean, let's just let's bring it in the video game terms. I mean, let's say that my son is an 85 overall quarterback and your son is an 85 overall quarterback. That man might come and see both of us and like, hey, I'm gonna offer both of y'all. Because I mean, that's what they a lot of them do. They just send, they put out a lot of offers, and then some offers aren't committable. Like you can't commit. They might have, they they got their boards. They got who they want at the top. And that person, if they commit today, they, they can get the scholarship. But then you might have some people down here that you can't commit right now because we want to see what this kid going to do. But if, like I said, if, 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 I'm, if I need a quarterback for next year or if I need a safety or a defensive lineman or whatever for next year, I might send out 10 offers for defensive linemen of guys at the same skill level because it don't make no difference to me. Who come? all of y'all are good, and I need two or three of y'all, so once you get into the analytics of it, it's like y'all stop overthinking it, man, y'all just help each other, yeah, you know and i've I've seen where they've offered several kids from one school, you know, but most of the time in that same from the same high school, you know, you're not going to have them two quarterbacks because somebody ain't starting. So. Right. But, like, if you got a quarterback and then a defensive end or something like that, it's like, man, they coming. You good enough, they might get you too. Right. Why shouldn't I just help you? But Is that it? Yeah, that's all I got today. All right. Well, we thank you guys for listening to the Roos podcast with Mario E and Kid. Look, guys, like, subscribe, share. Let's get this word out here, and we'll catch you guys next time. Peace. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Dad Rules Podcast with your host mario e and kid don't forget to like comment and subscribe to our youtube channel also follow and like us on facebook and instagram you can find our podcast on spotify apple Podcasts, google podcasts, podcast podcast addict breaker and player fm till next time